What's going on, everybody? Happy Wednesday night. It is uh, it's the end of the Eagles season, officially. I mean, I know it ended like two weeks ago. But we didn't do our final, like, hey, the Eagles really poo-pooed on the bed in the playoffs. So that's what this show is going to be about. But we're going to talk about so many other big things. So this is the All About the Birds weekly report. I think we're going to switch to some some other conglomeration of the show, whether it's bi-weekly, whether it's Thursdays, whether it's who knows? He's got to. You got to come along the ride. I'm Chip. That's Johnny. That's Mike, aka Draft Kenny Pickett. Shut your face. I have a suggestion. Every Sunday what? from one to four, we're gonna live stream. Sure. Let's let's do it. We can all eat pizza. It'll be great. My wife. Um, can yeah, I'm sure we can. We can eat uh, shitty cheese cardboard pizza. It'll be fantastic. So, real quick, sponsors. Right <laughs> it will fill you right up. Uh, real quick, sponsors are Statement Games, a fun free twist on fantasy sports. Make sure you are checking out our link in the bio. We also have the aatsportsnetwork.com slash shop where you have all kinds of great designs. We're going to be expanding into some awesome, awesome other designs, so be on the lookout for that. Symbol, the stock market for sports, symbol.com. Use the promo code aatsports when you sign up. La Terrain Luxury Watches. Use the code aatbirds to check out for 10% off. Funkbrewing.com, the official brewery of AAT Sports Network. Triple Threat, that's at triplethreatwagers.com. Safely bet money and do stuff like that. And, of course, manscaped.com is part of AAT Birds. Use the code AAT Birds for 20% off and free shipping at checkout. <clears throat> Your balls will thank you. <laughs> I don't know why the little cheetah came out at the end. Go Bengals, I guess. Uh, all right, gentlemen, yes. let's let's talk about this. We haven't really had a chance to talk on air about the Philadelphia Eagles ending of the season. 30 seconds or less. I, Mike, I know you were chatting about this right before we went live. H- how do you feel the, the season ended? Well, I think it's just very – this whole season is encapsulated in the fact that it took Ryan Kerrigan until week 19. <laughs> I knew he'd bring it to do anything. Right away. I mean – you can't tell me that there's a young, hungry guy on the street right now that you could have paid significantly less money to that could have done the exact same thing as Ryan Kerrigan throughout the season. It took to week 19, week one of the playoffs, and against a backup offensive tackle for him to do anything. So aside from that, I really thought that it would be a much more competitive game. They looked unprepared. Um, Absolutely. I'm, I'm wondering if Jalen's ankle wasn't still bothering him, maybe. Um, but he wasn't—he wasn't good throwing the ball either. And either, even with the bad ankle of the past couple weeks, we've seen him still make some good throws. He wasn't doing that. Didn't run the ball well defensively. Please get a head coaching job, Jonathan Gannon. Please <laughs> go to Houston. Well, we're going to talk about that pretty pretty shortly. Um, Johnny, how about you? How did you feel the season ended? Of course, it ended not the way that we wanted it to. Um, you know, a lot of us didn't expect them to upset Tampa Bay, but you would have thought it would be a closer game. And it was tough. It was tough, uh, tough to watch because right, right from the get-go, they just – I my feeling is they should have took the ball first. And, yeah. you know, the, with, with the way you want to, you know, attack with the running game and, and, and the way they want to run the offense, it would be smarter to do it that way. I understand why you don't do it, but – Again, 
the offense just not getting going. It's just like they were stuck in the mud the whole entire game. And the defense, were, they were getting some stops, but it was just all in all a terrible performance uh, for your first playoff game. Um, you know, quarterback, head coach, and hopefully it's something that they can build upon uh, going into this season. Um, so it's it's still a successful season, but it just it ended with it ends with a sour taste in your mouth. And and everyone's season does, except for one yeah. team. Only one team gets to say, "Hey, this season was unbelievably successful." I think a lot of people in Philadelphia did face the delusion of saying, hey, we want Tom Brady. We can beat Tom Brady. We only lost by six points the first time around. Well, you got your asses handed to you in the first game for 58 minutes, and you you played against the soft defense and you padded stats. And, oh, well, they, they can they can do this and they can do that. Even I picked the, the Eagles. It, it, you look at the remaining, even the remaining four teams, the Eagles are not in the same caliber. They are not in the same tier. You can you can argue, you can argue San Francisco. You can yeah, argue they, San Francisco. They hung in there with San Francisco when they played. You can argue they're in the same category as San Francisco. But the Philadelphia Eagles are not ready to compete yet. And we knew that, you know, so we we have to flash back all the way to the beginning of the season shows. And we said, what is the goal for the season? To develop players. To that extent, I think this season was successful in some cases. I think it still leaves a lot to be desired. Um, and with that, I think we're going to we're going to jump into our awards, right? I think Johnny, why don't you set up this little segment that we have? So what I did was I, you know, I messaged the guys and I said, let's let's do type of a, an award, a recap, a season recap with awards of, you know, our MVP, our Rookie of the Year, our Most Improved Player disappointment. You know what we're kind of, what we think is going to happen in, you know, the offseason prediction and you know who's going to make the biggest leap uh, next season. Uh, so I did that. I put a graphic together for each of the guys. Um, you know, and myself. Uh, so we will, you know, for all that can see and are watching this, um, you're going to be able to see the graphic and all that are listening. Uh, you'll be able to hear what we have to say. And you can envision, really enjoy your, you can envision the graphic yourself. I really enjoy your cartoons, by the way. You're welcome. Away we go. <laughs> Mike, you're up first there, buddy. <laughs> what? Uh, that's Mike. <laughs> He's got like a lazy eye. Mike, where's the other hand for your eye? <laughs> if you want a new picture for you to do the cartoon thing of you, uh, I'll get you one. Um, so <laughs> nah, these are my just, just like your eye in this cartoon, it's too lazy to make a new photo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And yet somehow I look better in that picture than I do in real life. But my Eagles season award, so my MVP, I didn't, I didn't take a player. I went with Coach Nick Sirianni. Interesting. I was thinking about this one a lot. That's why, Johnny, I didn't get back to you right away because I had some of these were pretty quick. And, but this one was hard because, you know, a lot of times in a year like this for re, an MVP, you would say, like, your quarterback took a big leap. And while I do think he improved in a lot of categories, there's still obviously room for some improvement. The running game, the running game itself could have almost been an MVP, but there was no one guy that really stood out. There wasn't anybody on defense that I thought played consistently enough throughout the year to garner this award. So I went with Nick Sirianni. 
head coaches have big egos. They're oh. always the smartest guy in the room. I think we could all agree on that, right? So for him to... If as long win, as I'm not in the room with them, then yes. Well, that, you're just the handsomest guy in the room. Uh-huh. Um, I think for a head coach to come in and realize what we're doing isn't working and to take a four-win team and make it nine and eight and take it to the playoffs by doing something that he didn't want to do and playing that style of offense, that takes guts. And the way he did things, the the blocking schemes and the running schemes, fantastic. You know, at times this team looked fantastic. I get it. It was against inferior opponents. They didn't beat a team over 500, blah, blah, blah. But the fact is they're still playing NFL competitions. You can only play what your schedule gives you. Um, most, I'm sorry, rookie of the year, Devonta Smith. That one was pretty easy. Yeah. I think we could all agree um, on that. Well, I don't know. I didn't see anybody else's yet. So we can't all That's agree. Right. We cannot agree. Devonta Smith is my rookie of the year for the obvious reasons. Most improved, TJ Edwards. And the reason I think TJ Edwards was the most improved, Look at what he did to the defense when they put him in as starter too. Yeah. We saw this defense turn a corner where they were just getting gouged. They were somewhat respectable when TJ Edwards came in. Okay. Yeah. Um, most of the run. So it's, you know, yes. a big focal point of what they weren't able to do early in the year. He really helped drastically improve as he yeah. uh, stepped in and was inserted into the starting lineup. Uh, most disappointing. I went with Ryan Kerrigan for the reasons I said before, and also I believe Johnny said we can't take Jalen Rager. We, oh yeah, so let's yeah. let's qualify this. I call I called not only not only did I call dibs on Jalen Rager, but I let everybody know that Jalen Rager was my pick, and John Othan let us know that that wasn't a choice because that was the AAT Birds brand decision for most disappointing. Yeah, I didn't want to make it too easy. I wanted to kind of have maybe a couple of different ones to kind of, you know, little conversation. Well, he was my first choice, but Ryan Kerrigan is my second choice. And look, we didn't we didn't expect him to come out and have a Hall of Fame caliber season. What we wanted was for him to come in, be serviceable, and teach these young guys how to play football. Anything, you know? anything. Yeah. And he didn't show up until way too late in the season. Uh, my biggest leap in 22, that's Quez Watkins, man. Uh-huh. I mean, what what, can, what can, more can we say about a six-round pick? He's worked hard. I always think back to that Dallas game where he had to stop short on a route. He jumped up and reached behind the defender to catch the ball. Yes, he did. So, I just think sky's the limit for Quez playing better than our first-round pick. And my offseason prediction is the Eagles will sign wide receiver DJ Chark. So, why? Like that why? Why is that your prediction? That is my prediction because I think they need they need to get better at wide receiver. As much as oh, I like no guys, and as much 100%. as we all love Devonte, they need a big body veteran. Um, and Chark makes the most. I'll, let me just finish up real quick. He makes the most sense because I think he could be had cheap, one year prove it deal. Maybe they extend him after a while or after the season. How he likes to save money if he can. And I, I think it's smart because if you look at all these and just take a look at all these teams uh, this weekend, and it isn't just one receiver they have or one or no. two weapons. They've got a plethora of players that you can go to. Um, you know, the 49ers may be a tiny bit different because they had do have Samuel and they have Kittle, but but Brandon Ayuk is really good. And Jamon Jennings is is emerged. So they have some good players as well. So that's the one thing that I think is absolute 
either this off season and you know you'll see when we get into mine but i think mine is next i believe i see my name on it so if you want to pop that up do you see your name okay girl you have it <laughs> you're having fun though chip yeah. you know so what i have to i have to laugh through the pain that is my household no no wait a second look at this picture that he has yeah he got to, he <laughs> oh, got for to choose sure. his own picture I'm pretty sure you clipped mine off like Facebook or Instagram or something. Well, it it was. I, I wa- see. I did have another picture in mind. I went to like one of your first uh, Facebook pictures, but I didn't want to do that to you, so I didn't do that. Um, I found that one, so I, I did that. So if you want to send me one, I can always make a different one for you uh, if you'd like. Next time we do that, um, and Chip, I was gonna I was gonna do the one with the Fu Manchu, but um, I didn't do that so um but Come yeah on, girl you know you could have done it <laughs> oh, for the love of God. okay so for mine my mvp i went with the whole eagles offensive line i was gonna go jeff stoutland so I, I was gonna go stoutland so i can kind of lump him into this but the eagles offensive line and look at 2020 and you look at how much they were in disarray and all the injuries and you know jason peters playing not playing guard up, down, all around, and I just think that the Eagles' offensive line, the way they played, they were an elite offensive line uh, this season, and it's just something they can build on because there are building blocks here. Uh, it isn't like there's just a bunch of veterans, so that is definitely something uh, that I would say is the most valuable players uh, this season. Um, it was tough trying to pick one player. Um, you know, I was going to go with the quarterback, but again – you know, that's kind of like cliche. You, know, you just, you can't, you know, quarterback always winds up getting MVP type of votes. So I want to kind of go a little bit off the radar, a little bit different. Uh, rookie of the year, Devontae Smith, we talked about it. You know, it's it's pretty clear cut. Rookie record, uh, receiving I yards. Um, we know. Yeah, we okay. know. And you'll be eating crow kind of when you do it. Um, a little bit, a little bit. Sure, sure. My most improved, I did put Jalen Hurts. If you look at his 2020 you know, a small sample size of what he had, and you look at his uh, 2021 season, I think you can you can really pinpoint why he's the most improved uh, player uh, on the roster uh, with that. Most disappointing, Eric Wilson, and I'll eat crow with this. I thought he was going to come in. I thought he was going to be a serviceable linebacker. I he made yeah. a good player. So did I. So uh, I was fooled. I was wrong. Um, definitely disappointing. Um, what was nice was that Houston picked up his contract uh, when he was waived, so that was always good. Um you didn't have to owe him any more money, so that's a plus. The biggest leap, I think, and you kind of saw it late last year, uh, Milton Williams. Uh, I think he's going to be a very good player. Uh, he can do a, a number of things, inside, outside. He can play a number of roles on the defensive line for you, and I think just the sky's the limit for him as a young player. Uh, so definitely somebody I think is going to take a next next jump uh, next season. Uh, my offseason prediction, the Eagles are going to be active in free agency. Uh, we saw, and we're going to get into it a little bit later, you know, the Brandon Brooks retirement, you know, some money getting pushed to 2022, more money on the cap, more money to spend on free agents because I think the Eagles will be active. I'm not saying they're going to be active and getting the big name, top name guys, but they're going to be in that, that B tier, being able to get some uh, valuable players to be able to fill out this roster and get some, um, you know, get some more players, get some more depth for this team. Yeah. I, I, I agree with some of what you said. Um, I agree. Eric Wilson was a huge letdown to the point of, we actually had to get rid of him in season. That's how much of a letdown he was. Um, 
I I struggle with your Jalen Hurts most improved. I think he was, in my opinion, very stagnant. I think he improved. Um, but we still have a lot of the same questions that we did at the end of last offseason or the la- at, the, and at the end of last season. And it's mostly centered around his throwing. Um, we're still here sitting in the offseason talking about who the next quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles is going to be, like we were talking about at the end of the season last year. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. It's, I'm disappointed that we are. I, and I am not one of the ones talking about it, but I don't think that he made leaps and bounds improvements. Yeah. I saw, I mean, I definitely did see some improvements, but I think part of that too was early in the season. They were asking him to be a type of quarterback that he's just not capable of being. That's not his game. You know, he's not going to be a put the ball up 50 or 60 times a game six games in a row. You can't do that with a quarterback like Jalen Hurts because he's he's, very few quarterbacks I, in the NFL period. I really I don't I really don't think that's a, a sustainable way to win in the NFL to be able to put up that many pass attempts. How many shoulder surgeries did Big Ben have over the course of his year? Over his career. I don't know. I don't know, I'm not a Steelers fan. By the way, I just want to take a minute and say for everyone out there that says Eagles fans are obnoxious, have you ever talked to a Steelers fan about football? <laughs> yeah. Plenty. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> I do one every Monday night with with uh, JD. Oh yeah, that's right. He's not obnoxious though. He's he's a realist, and he would like to point out that if we don't want Jalen Hurts, they will take him. Well, no, what do won't. we get? Can we have Najee Harris? Because that, if that's the case, that I mean, who's not making that trade, right? You wouldn't you wouldn't trade Jalen Hurts for Najee. Straight Harris? up Jalen Hurts for Najee Harris. So we have yes. another running back, but nobody to throw the ball. Well. Obviously, you would draft someone or trade for someone. See, you walked right into this. To Kenny Pickett, I know. Yes, you can. Johnny's saying, uh, take him. (laughs) All right. Here's the one you guys have all been waiting for. We saved the best for last. So here we go. Uh, The MVP is Jason Kelsey. And and for people who are not watching this, Chip looks like he's taking a massive dump. So uh, that just so you not, can... no, I do not. I look fantastic. He looks like that that picture. Like, have you seen this kid, this guy hanging around a playground by any chance? <laughs> he so says to a podcast that my students sometimes listen to. Go ahead, continue. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jeff. I love you, man. <laughs> oh boy! All right, shout out to my students. Great. Um, so my MVP is Jason Kelsey, who like for the second straight year was the consistent, consistent piece of a strength of the team. Now, this two seasons ago, the offensive line was not a strength of the team, but Jason Kelsey played every single game. So he was consistent. Jason Kelsey, once again, played every single game. He was consistent. He led the team. You saw him actually even somehow manage to get better this season, so much to the point of if he does decide to retire, I don't know how the Eagles are going to replace him yet. Um, but Jason Kelsey is my MVP of the team. He is a team leader. He is a team captain. He inspires the entire city. Um, and I don't think there's anybody more valuable in the Eagles organization. My rookie of the year comes with some crow involved. Because I was thoroughly against the Landon Dickerson selection. Um, I was concerned about the injuries. I, I mean, it was severe injuries. I was concerned with how high they took him. Now, with that being said, he starts a game. 
The first time he goes back to pass, he gets knocked on his ass. I said, he is not ready. He is not ready. He is not ready. Well, the great thing about rookies is they develop over time. Landon Dickerson this season developed into a stud lineman. And so much so that he's going to be a starter next year. No questions asked. Whether it is at the guard position, whether it is somehow because they have to move him to center, which I don't see them doing. You, you um, keep him at left guard. You have that Mylotta and Dickerson, those huge mammoth men on that left side to push around other mammoth Well, what about Isaac Samalo? When he comes back healthy, I put Wait. Dickerson on the right next to, to Lane Johnson. Do I need uh, to make a sound drop out of that? that? You, you probably yeah, should. You probably okay, should. Yeah, two big massive men. Samalo can play right guard because Brandon Brooks retired. Yeah. But so can Dickerson, which is where he started, remember. I, you know what? Time. Here's what I think. You ask whoever you think the elite talent is, where they Dickerson or Samalo, where do you want to play? And then you ask Samalo, can you play right guard? Whatever. And then you go from there. The the fact is they have some versatility on this offense. I think you ask Lane Johnson and you ask Jordan Mailata, hey, who do you want next to you too? Yeah, good point. But they do have Um, versatility. So Most improved for me is TJ Edwards. And it wasn't even just so much most improved by him himself. It was how much he improved the defense once he got the starting nod. It was night and day how much the team got better when he became the starting linebacker. I'm surprised Um, you didn't put J.J. Ortega Wayside. I did not. I did not put J.J. Ortega Whiteside. Most disappointing um, is Jalen Rager. Ignore what it says up there. Jalen Rager, who still managed to finish with less receiving yards than Henry Ruggs, who spent this, most of the season in jail. So ignore that, that says Brandon How did I know that there. this guy was just going to bypass the rules and just say Jalen Bypass Rager. the rules. Jalen Rager <laughs> is an absolute disappointment. Part of, the, part of the major reason why we lost, besides the fact that it was against Tom Brady, besides the fact that the game plan was dog shit, is because they continued to put him back there for punts and he had turnovers. Jalen Rager is the most disappointing eagle in recent memory. In recent memory. Not just, I mean, he passes Danny Watkins for me. Marcus Smith. Marcus Smith had a lot of mental stuff going on. And I think that if you don't get Jalen Rager out of town, so will he. You have got to get Jalen Rager out of this city simply because he mentally is going to have a total breakdown if he continues to be in the city. Get Jalen Rager out of here. Now, what I had to put there, and I actually had a couple answers here, so much that Johnny gave me, he's like, yeah, to pick someone. I said Jalen Rager. You gave me like seven answers. I'm not putting seven people on here. I gave you four. Five if you can count the one I wanted, which was Jalen Rager. I put Dallas Goddard up there. Of course you did. Because given the opportunity to be an absolute star, star tight end, he kept dropping the ball, literally. Now, he played better with Gardner Minshew. He played better as the season went on, but the drops consistently were horrific. And by trading Zach Ertz, there was a huge spotlight on him. And I do not feel that Dallas Goddard lived up to the expectations. Moving right along my list. At number four, uh, Steven Nelson. Steven Nelson was a huge disappointment. And I know it was a one-year prove deal. Um, but to have Darius, Darius Slay play so well on the other side that Steven Nelson played so poorly, Steven Nelson is a huge disappointment for me. I don't know. I and I would actually welcome Steven Nelson back on a cheap one year deal. So would I I actually I don't think Steven Nelson was as bad as you think, Chip. I think he was good enough. 
And I think he might get re-signed out of necessity. And it might be based on scheme. Jonathan Gannon's scheme was not great. And it put corners on an island. It put corners with you have to be able to play. But it also exposed Steven Nelson because Darius Slay played so well. My final one, the one I actually put on here, is Brandon Brooks. Not because I don't love the man. Brandon Brooks, the guy, is incredible. But to have the offensive line where we wanted, to have it be a strength of the team, to have the running game where we wanted, could you imagine how much even better the running game would have been if Brandon Brooks had been healthy? I am disappointed that he could not be a part of this team, and moving forward, he will not be a part of this team. He's not the most disappointing. I am just the most disappointed that he could not be a part of this team by staying healthy. Yeah. Yeah, I understand. I agree with that. Uh, my biggest leap is Devontae Smith. See, you guys have him as rookie of the year. And yes, he's set numbers, 100%. Um, but think about where he was drafted as high as he was. Not to have 1,000 yards receiving is a big knock. And again, I understand that we became a running team. But his routes still weren't great. He got open. He was targeted so much and couldn't make those catches that some of these elite guys make the ones who they, they figure out a way to catch the ball. I do not feel that Devonte Smith is yet at that Justin Jefferson, Jamar chase level. He also is a quarterback, not throwing him the ball accurately or consistently or in timing or in stride. Um, so I think Devonte Smith has a huge leap ahead of him and I think he's going to do it. And finally, my big offseason prediction is as soon as Houston hires Jonathan Gannon and we all personally drive him there, uh, the Eagles will hire Vic Fangio as the new defensive coordinator. I'm okay with that. Yeah. An actual defensive coordinator. There's a lot of guys. I, you know, I was all on, on Fangio until Wink Martindale was uh, let go by Baltimore. So Yeah. But again, I'm okay with Fangio, Martindale, Zimmer, you know, one of these veteran defensive. I want a defensive coordinator. And you That's know, the thing I is, I, as a per- talking about disappointing, as a person, Jonathan Gannon seems like a great guy. You know, he's always very receptive to the media when they ask him questions and they ask him some tough questions and he takes it and he has valid answers why he does what he does. But I understand these aren't your players. They don't necessarily fit your scheme. You also said you don't have a scheme because you will adapt to your players. And you didn't Correct. Do that. You played too damn soft yeah. all year. Defense is about dictating to the offense what they can and can't do. I understand there's going to be times where you have to react to what they're doing, but you also need to dictate. You need to blitz more. You need to make more pressure. Yeah, it's they had one of the worst league. pressure rates. One of the worst. I think you know, they were 31st in the league, yeah, right? And second was yeah. in 31st in sacks. When you're when you're not sacking the quarterback or pressuring the quarterback or blitzing, you're you're putting your your That's back it. end. You're you're putting the back end of your defense basically on its own. Because and you, you saw that, pressure. and you saw that with the way that the Rams played the Bucks the week after we did. We all know the MO to beat Tom Brady is you have to hit him in the mouth. And the Rams 
literally hit Tom Brady in the mouth. Over and over again. And that was a hell over of a game. Over and over again. And he looked shook. He got them back in it because, you know, he's Tom Brady and the NFL can't have, you know, a, a Brady blowout. But the fact of the matter is that we didn't blitz and we let them pick them apart all day. Um, personnel, Johnny's saying the personnel is sorely lacking and they were top 10 in points allowed prior to the Dallas game. Right. And Johnny, exactly. Compare the Rams personnel to ours for sure. That's where moving into this offseason, I think the Eagles need to focus. We definitely need a good to great secondary option at wide receiver, and then it needs to be defense. They're, they need to focus in free agency, get a couple of defenders there on the draft. In the draft, they're going to have to focus on some defender. They got a lot to do, um, you know, come this offseason. The thing is, it's this offseason is. It's really set up for you if you can if you can hit on this offseason with what you have asset wise in the draft and what you have money wise cap wise, you know for free agency you can set yourself up for the next five to seven years easily. You know it's easier said than done. Uh, we know that, um, but again you do have a few pieces on this team now that you can build for in the next five to seven years. You know, the guys like Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham and all those guys are going to be Jason Kelsey, Lane Johnson. You know, they may not be able to hang around that long. Um, but you have you have younger players, you know, Dallas Goddard, you know, Josh Sweat, Devontae Maddox. You know, I know they're not household names, but again, they're very quality players. So Johnny Higgins from the Facebook world saying, yeah, it's the same thing that happened to Sean McDermott. He got fired for having no personnel. Absolutely. Which leads me but they to a special – then. To a special surprise topic that I wanted to surprise on you, fine gentlemen. Ready for it? Harry Roseman for GM of the Year or nah? Well, the funny thing is here, uh, we all know about the video that's going that that has gone around uh, when the Eagles selected Jalen Rager and uh, the Minnesota Vikings were all laughing and you know because they were going to go literally laughing at him. Yeah, but the funny thing is, they're gone. Spielman and Zimmer were fired this year. So, you, yes. But Justin Jefferson is still there oh, and will be there for a while. No, Justin Jefferson is still there. That's exactly, I understand that. But you got to give Howie a little bit of credit because, you know, you give him a little, a tiny bit of credit here. But again, this upcoming season, it's all on his shoulders because he's up to this point. He made the trades. He maneuvered money and everything to get you to a point where you have three first round picks. You have, you know, a, a good amount of cap cap space to be able to, you know, get some free agents in a pretty good free agent class this year. You can give him a little bit of a golf clap. Good job. A little bit, but this off season, it's all on his shoulders. You, this is on you. You need to be able to, this whole, let's, let, let's get the seven seed every single year. That's not going to fly. It's not you're, sustainable. No, you're not. You don't want that. You want to be able to be the classy NFC. And if you look at the NFC and I put it in the notes, the NFC, in my opinion, is, oh, there goes Mike trying to look. He's going to look. I was about to say, we have notes tonight. Well, yeah, I always do it every week. I, they're not a lot, but it's there, but. Is the NFC hey, look at that. Is the NFC wide open? 
Whoa, you don't get to you don't go to surprise topic in the middle of the surprise topic. Come on now. Uh, I did. I just did. But again, Ooh, there, well it gives you that for because this is a huge off season. Yeah. That what you're, you can you're, do. Your named counterpart saying the most important off season in a very long time. Yeah, it's absolutely important. And Peanut saying, "Don't hate on Hollywood, Howie Hogan." Woo! That's don't, don't do this. I know. I, I really want to mess with Peanut there. Um, Mike, what say you? Is Howie Roseman? Did he redeem himself? Is he GM of the year? What say you? Well, I was just looking to see when the last time the Vikings made the playoffs was. Um, so, just throwing that <laughs> out there. You know, they're laughing, but honestly, the Vikings are not that great of a. a I don't think they're a very well-run organization just to touch on this briefly. So they can laugh all they want. Again, <laughs> I'm touching our Super Bowl banner. Um, it's just one of those things. Laugh all you want, man. But we, you know, Mike Zimmer, he's the new Jeff Fisher, basically, you know, talk about a team with high expectations that just falls flat on its face every year. There you go. World champs. There is no we reason all have that. our swag. That's how you know we're fanned out. Oh that, that my team god! Couldn't compete in that division where your only hurdle was Aaron Rodgers, the Chicago Bears, and the Detroit Lions that can't get out of, their, out of their own way. Is Howie Roseman GM of the year? He's going to be in the consideration. That's and that's crazy to me. And again, this isn't up to us. Just like we can't vote on the Baseball Hall of Fame. Different um, show. Oh, good just, Lord. Saying, just wanted to throw it out there. Um, he he's going to always do enough to keep his job and Jeff Lurie likes him. This is, you know, like Johnny said before, this is his probably most important off season ever. So um, I, I agree with that. I don't understand what he does in the first and second round because whatever he does in rounds three through seven and UDFA wise, getting these guys, a lot of these guys pan out and they become solid core contributors for this football team. Why can't you make a good first-round draft pick? Also, to touch on the whole Jalen Rager-Justin Jefferson thing, don't blame Jalen Rager for Justin Jefferson being Justin Jefferson. I don't. But I'm just saying to people, blame Jalen Rager for being Jalen Rager. That being said, there was a there was a consensus at one point in time. A lot of people viewed Justin Jefferson as a slot receiver only before that, that draft happened. So just keep that in mind. He's obviously shown that he's much more than that since then. But that was a lot of word going around. He's a slot guy. That's it. Jalen Rager, at times, looked more explosive at TCU. Could stretch the field. He so did. JJ Arcega Whiteside, right? Well, JJ Arcega Whiteside was drafted to be like the red zone big body guy, contested catch guy. Um, he can't even do that. Um, well, I'll tell you what. Here's the thing, though. Here's why Jalen Rager needs to go. If they sign another guy, is he the three? Because no. you're not, you're not putting Quez Watkins on the bench for Jalen Rager. Nope. You can't have a first round draft pick be your four. You just you can't do that. So they got to trade him, Johnny. I know you're better with cap stuff than I am. Can they can they cut this guy or they probably would take him? You can't cut him because there's there's going to be too much dead money tied so to I'm it. Saying. Uh, so if you do, well. If you do let him go, it's going to have to be after you know, June 1st. It's going to have to be a June 1st type of trade or a cut or, you know, maybe in a training camp type of deal where uh, you trade him 
you know, during training camp or if he's just know, for not, somebody. Yeah, because the way the way you look at you know Jalen Rager's contract is you have to because he's a first round draft pick. There there comes guaranteed money with that. So if you were to just outright cut him right now, you literally eat four point two million dollars and you have seven million in dead money. And then you have four million in dead money the following year. Uh, if you cut him after June first, you still eat two point four million, and you eat four million next year. But if you trade, if you just trade him before this, before this even, you have you get yourself thirteen thousand dollars and two point four million next year. But if you trade him, say you trade him in, in like I said, in training camp, you save yourself one point eight million, two point four million next year, and you have. 3.6 total dead money in the next two years. So that would be the only option. I love all the money that you're talking about. I do. And thinking yeah. like a GM, like you do, I know you did your research on that. So I am looking at the well being of the Philadelphia Eagles and Jalen Rager. You trade him after this. You cannot come back from this. I agree. You can't come back from it. He is not welcomed in this city at all. Let me ask you guys this. Looking at our practice squad, who would you rather have on the field right now? Jalen Rager or Keyshawn Johnson? Wow. Oh, from the Jets? I'll take that, Keyshawn. <laughs> Keyshawn <laughs> Johnson. He available? He available? They let him go. He's actually he signed a futures deal with San Fran. So. You know, a guy like John Hightower for hell. Like, no, he's gone too. Yeah, but he, go? he didn't go anywhere, I don't think, yet. Uh, Deion Kane. He's the guy that they signed. Okay. He, I'll take Deion Kane. It doesn't, and that's my point. Jalen Rager cannot be successful in Philadelphia. He might be still be able to be successful in the NFL. I'm not drowning that out. You saw Nelson Aguilar, he couldn't be successful here. He went to a couple places, he got paid, he was successful. Great for them. Jalen Rager cannot be successful because every single time he drops a pass or drops a punt or drops a testicle, whatever he does, he is not. Going to last year. You gotta I get hope, him gone. I hope he's not getting booed when he's dropping a nut, poor guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and that's and Johnny, that's that's he literally hurts the team. Great point. Great point. But again, I, I, I I'm actually surprised that they suited him up for the playoff game. I know he was an integral part of the offense. But, you know, they tried to hand him off the ball like they hand off the ball to, to Byron Pringle in Kansas City or to Debo Samuel just to get him the ball. He's not that guy. He makes nobody miss. He drops passes. He drops punt. He hurts the team on the field. That's why you trade him after June 1st. And then you – If someone will take him. Well, then you – My just... point is that whether it's a cut, whether it's a trade – Jalen Rager cannot be on the Philadelphia Eagles when the training when the season starts next year. He well, just if can't. He gets, if he gets cut in camp, then there's thirteen thousand dollars you save. Cool. You're not. You're not. Losing you can give it right to me. I'll take thirteen thousand dollars. I'm not. Yeah, my I'll thing take is, thirteen grand. I'm not gonna just cut him now and eat four point two million dollars. Literally, you would be negative four point two million dollars. Right, 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 right. I get that. I get that. that. I get, I get your point, but I also wanted to be very clear and even a conversation with him saying, look, you're not a part of our, 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 our team moving forward. So we're keeping you on the books because we need you physically on the books, but you will not be on the team next year. Tell your dad, he can tweet it out. 
He will. Um, yes, Rager is excommunicado. Who's going to want him? I don't know. I don't care. I don't. But there's always there's always that team out there that wants to do the redemption. Like, cool, we can let him. This guy. You know what I mean? There's always that. Antonio team. Brown's going to be a Raven, according to Antonio Brown, but not the Ravens. Listen, Antonio Brown <laughs> is more done than Jalen Rager is, and. No, I do not want Antonio Brown here. He is he could be the worst thing. Yeah. No. If thing. we can eat 30 million for Carson, we can eat four mi- well, we're at twenty two we million. We can eat four million for Rager. Well, we're at twenty two million dead already. So then you bumped up another twenty six million dead money. I I understand you. Million. <laughs> just think four four million could be a pretty decent serviceable player that you sign in free agency. A really good player. Again, Honestly, you can I don't care the when they do it, as long as there is no plans at all for Jalen Rager to be a part of the Philadelphia Eagles. Whether that's on paper or through the words, he cannot be a part of this team. And that's fine. Like I said, that and, I, and I'm I'm okay with that. You know, let him let him get an opportunity somewhere else, a new opportunity. Because sometimes people need fresh starts, and he's Agreed. one that that yeah. I honestly I think he needs a to go somewhere he needs else and a fresh start. Hopefully, he has a a good a good career somewhere else uh i don't care about all that i just want him to have a fresh i want him to be mentally okay like all jokes aside eagles fans aside i want him to be mentally okay this isn't giving up too early on a player this is a guy who cannot be successful here he can't he just can't with the hole that he's been dug into because justin jefferson is so successful there is nothing that can happen for jalen rager to meet or surpass expectations and i know you have to separate the two it's the I same reason why J.J. Arcega Whiteside can't be successful here because he's think, not ever going to be D.K. Metcalf. I think the, uh, the the Justin Jefferson thing, I understand that, but you can also look at it this way, though. Brandon Ayuk, T. Higgins, there's guys that were drafted after him that are pretty good, and you would like to see them on the team. Um, yes. You know, I, I, I know I know Ayuk was in a – he was in a little bit of doghouse last year. Uh, I know Mike talked about that a lot because he was one of his, you know, guys. He didn't understand it, but he seemed to kind of get out a tiny bit and you know show a little bit of something. But you know, just just look at look at T Higgins in Cincinnati. So, I also want to say the Vikings have not been to a Super Bowl in forty five years, but their stadium so has been in a Super Bowl and they were not. In it. <laughs> <laughs> we were. Speaking of Super Bowls, big Eagles news because it can't ever be an Eagles show without Eagles news. Brandon Brooks is officially retiring from the NFL. Um, Super Bowl champion. He's a three-time Pro Bowler. He started 108 games. In 2020, he was a top 100 player, settling in at 98th. I talked about him a little bit. Um, When we got him, he was a huge addition to the team. I was a huge fan. He was a big, big part of that Super Bowl run. Moving forward from that, the injuries derailed his career. Um, and I heard a lot of people today saying, well, he probably is going to go into the Eagles ring of honor. I disagree. Now, why would you disagree? He didn't play a whole career here. He played a very short portion of his career here. And a lot of that time was injured. He played more than half his career here. But more than half. So what do you play here? Six years? 2016, 17, 18, 19, 20, 20. Yeah, six years. 
Okay. And out of those six years, he missed two of them. So in reality, he played four years here. Right? Also, he won a Super Bowl. Three-time Pro Bowler. All pro. You know. I don't look at any of those accolades, honestly, because, I mean, you're going to say – you're going to say pro bowler, but Lane Johnson is not a pro bowler this year. Like that doesn't mean anything. It's a popularity contest. Lane Johnson isn't even an alternate when Tristan Wirfs can't go. I love Brandon Brooks. I really do. I do not think. Yeah. The ring of honor. Absolutely not. Eagles hall of fame. Sure. Maybe. Um, well, the Eagles ring of honor and hall of fame, the same thing. But again, my concern is, is that he would only get in because he was on the Super Bowl team, in which case Trey Burton should go in, in which case Corey Clement should go in, in which Ryan case, Damon. yeah, all these other guys should go in. I, I am very appreciative of everything Brandon Brooks gave us. I think he's a hell of a guy. I'm proud of you know watching him rehab through some heinous, heinous injuries. He's just not an Eagles Hall of Famer to me. To me, I think, you know, he's one of the best. He was arguably the best guard in the NFL. About probably more than half the time he was here, basically every year. Him him and Zach Martin were like one, two in terms of the best guards in the league for a good three, four years. Uh, you know, for me, if, Super Bowl champ, I understand that. But he was a crucial part of the Super Bowl crucial part of the team is it one of the best players at his position. That's where I go about being Eagles hall of famer. When you're one of the best players at your position for multiple years and not, and not even alluding to pro bowl or anything like that, because right. I mean, you know, that's a popularity, but honestly being named what, you know, he's one of the top guards in the league at his position for multiple years when you're one of the best players at your position for multiple years, how are you not in a team hall of fame for what you did? All right, Mike, you're the decider. I just feel like these Super Bowl guys are going to, and you know, again, Hey, thank you for the Super Bowl, but these guys, they're going to kind of get shoved into the hall of fames, ring of honors, whatever it is. But if he's in there, why not? Stefan Wisniewski, who was our starting left guard that year. There are guys who did more for this team long term that didn't win a Super Bowl that might deserve to be in there. You know, I, I can make the case D'Amico Ryans was just as important to the defense as Brandon Brooks was to the offense, and he's not yeah. going to be in the Hall of Fame. And again, this isn't to knock Brandon Brooks, but you know, you, you got to draw the line somewhere. I like the guy. I agree with what Chip said. A lot of his time was here was spent not playing. Um but I, I think he gets in just because of when he played, he played at such a high level. I don't think he should because there was more often than not, it's like, when is this guy going to not play again? You know what I mean? You just, you kind of so, felt. Right. So then like, just, just looking at this, right? So he signed a big ass extension on November 11th of 2019, December 29th of 2019. He missed the last couple games because of a dislocated shoulder. 2020, he tore his Achilles, missed the entire season. 2021, this season, went on an injured reserve September 21st. So since he signed that contract, he missed 31 straight games. 
I love the guy. I really do. Yeah. But. So you mentioned about only playing a certain number of years. What about, you know, Bill Berge? He played, he played seven years, but he missed a whole season in 79. Bill Berge's on the Eagles Hall of Fame. You really, you, listen, I really he's digging back there for that one, Johnny. Yeah, that's well, what I'm no, saying. I was, think it's different. You, was you, the first, you do have to look at different times. Right, there. right. You do have to look at different time frames. Um, where he, you know, Bill Berge played at the My beginning of football. When you're the best at one of the best, basically being one of the one, two best at your position for multiple seasons. It's different if he was just any type of, if he wasn't, you know, a, a Sean Andrews and Artis Hicks. You know, Sean Andrews was a very talented player. He had a short career, but he wasn't one of the best at his position. He wasn't a, like that's what I'm I'm saying here. It wasn't like a a guard who played with them for six years. He played. You know, he was a good player. You know, Brandon Brooks was a great player. He was, but like you look at some of the guys that they put in there. Like I don't know, Trey Thomas and John Runyon. Guys who were on the field and the best at their positions. You can't compare Brandon Brooks to that as soon as you talk about the injuries. The only thing I could say about Bill Berge, too, is you look at that team. They didn't have a lot of standouts, really. They had Jaws. They had Wilbur Montgomery. They had Harold Carmichael. And they had Bill Berge. And this was a team that was bad for a long time. Yep. A long time. My dad will tell you all about it before Dick Vermeil came in, and they were bad when Dick Vermeil got there too. Mm-hmm. So Brandon Brooks was kind of at the tail end of what was a really successful time for the Eagles from 1999 till now. We we have to be realistic here. Has there been bad seasons? Of course there's been bad seasons. But for the most part, the last 22-plus years, we've been pretty fortunate as yeah. Eagles fans. We went oh, from yeah. Andy Reid who had a fantastic run and showed us how the game of football should be played. Should have ran the ball a little bit more, Andy. Water under the bridge. Then we won a Super Bowl under Doug Peterson. And now we have Nick's um, – I'm just grazing over the other guy. And then you know, now <laughs> we have Nick Sirianni, who shows that, hey, guess what? I think this dude can really coach in the NFL. So we've been really fortunate, whereas back then it was bleak. I mean, we're talking it was bleaker than bleak. They won the 1960 NFL championship. Norm Van Brocklin retires. They trade away Sonny Jurgensen for Norm Sneed to Washington. And it just progressively went downhill. And, you know, this is stuff like that. That's when the 700 level of veteran stadium got its name. So that was the beacon of light at the end of a very bleak tunnel. So Brandon Brooks gets lost in the shuffle of many good things. Whereas back then we needed something. So let me let me let me put it you this way because I'll I'll go with my qualifications. When you look at the qualifications for the Hall of Fame, whether it's the baseball, NFL, whatever, the Hall of Fame, I go, can you write the story of football? Can you write the story of baseball without this person? Okay. I'm dropping that now down to the Eagles Hall of Fame. Can you write the story of the Philadelphia Eagles without Brandon Brooks? Yes. I see. I could go both ways on that. He won the Super Bowl for them, but he was he was that whole team should be inducted as a team. I'd be okay with that. 
If they're just yeah. like 2017 Eagles, boop. Okay. Well, because so I am on the official. I'm on the Eagles Hall of Fame, right? In 1999, they inducted the 1948 NFL Championship team and the 1949 NFL Championship team. There you go. Right. So Dude. at some point, you can inter- you can in- induct the Super Bowl team. But listen to some of these other names, right? John Runyon, Trey Thomas. I don't know who Bobby Walston is from 1951. That was before my time. Clyde Simmons, Seth Joyner, David Akers, Merrill Reese, Jeremiah Trotter, Brian Westbrook, Donovan McNabb, Troy Vincent, Brian Dawkins, Jim Johnson, Eric Allen, Randall Cunningham, Reggie White, uh, Jerome Brown, Mike Quick, Dick Vermeil, Jaworski, Bradley, Timmy Brown, Tommy McDonald. These guys are what made the Philadelphia Eagles. You can write it without Brandon Brooks. Can't write it without Jason Kelsey, though. Jason Kelsey is a Hall of Famer. He's a Hall of Famer. Jason Peters is a Hall of Famer. Now, that one, I I do agree with that one. I think Jason Peters is going to make a case. And look, Peanuts are agreeing with me. Yeah, we. Good point, Mike. That means that since Jeff Lurie had the team, we've been pretty good. This comment was brought to you by the Eagles. (laughs) Yes. Um, Better than Norman Brayman. Bottom line, Bottom line Brandon. Johnny Higgins, better question. Will Carson ever make it into the Eagles Hall of Fame? He holds two records. No. No. What are, nope. what are the two Too much of a breakup. Nick Foles will be in the Eagles Hall of Fame. Though. Nick Foles will be, absolutely. Carson, and that'll be the ultimate slap in the face for Carson Wentz just to finish it up. But that could be another show. We can have a show this offseason of who in the last couple of years should be in the Eagles Hall of Fame. We could come up with that. Look at that. It writes itself. There you go. Well, I let's like do – before we get to the Uleka locks for championship weekend, I want to do one more surprise topic. I want to do one more surprise topic that I didn't tell you all. Motherfucker. Actually, I did. I did tell you all about it, and you glossed over it. You didn't want to do it, or you did, you did want to do it. I don't know. But right now, there are nine head coaching vacancies in the NFL. Hmm. Nine. The Jaguars, who are about to hire Byron Leftwich appropriately. I love that. The Broncos, the Vikings, the Bears, the Dolphins, the Giants, the Texans, the Raiders, and the Saints. Johnny, let me start with you. Best and worst coaching jobs. The worst, the worst I would say would be, and I know it's going to be, you know, because they have talent on the team. It's got to be New Orleans. That situation is terrible. You don't have a quarterback. You're negative $70 million and you're going to have to do a lot of maneuvering. It isn't, it isn't a quick restructure. All these guys, there's a lot of things that are going to have to happen. They're not going to be able to sign. They got some key free agents, Teron Armstead, Marcus Williams are free agents, Trey Quan Smith, PJ. You can't afford Camara anymore. They have, they, they have a lot of issues. So that I would say would be the worst uh, situation. I partially, I partially think that's why Sean Payton left by the way. And honestly, I think it's just Sean Payton leaving and let Dennis Allen just basically they're going to interview people. I know Aaron Glenn and Dennis Allen. I think Dennis Dennis Allen will get the job. He'll get promoted and get the head coaching job. Uh, He kind of got a little, you know, he did coach the Raiders a number of years ago and was unfairly just one year there. But uh, the the best job, Um, geez, that one is tough. Jaguars, Broncos, Vikings, I'm, Bears, Dolphins, Giants, Texans, Raiders. I'm going to say the Vikings, and I'm mm-hmm. going to say it because of this. Who knows what's going on with Aaron Rodgers? Opens up that division. 
Pretty, you think pretty. he? Oh, I thought you were going to say that he was going to go the the Favre no, no, no. route. <laughs> no, he's not going to go there. I'm just saying, honestly, my prediction is Tom Brady retires and Aaron Rodgers finds his way in Tampa. But uh, you heard it here first. So I just think Minnesota may be the best job because the best opportunity in terms of being able to be the head coach and be able to win the division because of the rest of that division. Denver would be my second choice, but again, that division is going to be pretty tough with Herbert and Mahomes still there. So, yeah. Mike, what say you best and worst? I got a few. I'll make it quick. Uh, the Saints, for all the reasons that Johnny said. Yeah. It's just, I mean, that that's cap hell. They got to they gotta move some cap. Uh, the Giants, I don't know who the hell would want to coach the Giants right now. <laughs> very true. It's very true. The, the Somebody, are- there's only 30 head coaching jobs. This is true. Um, and the Texans, we you still have the whole Deshaun Watson thing going on. That's a, a roster, really, really not very talented roster at all. They have some veteran guys that are okay, but you guys get it. Uh, the best, I like the Broncos. I understand that you are in the same division as the Chiefs and um, Herbert, but they got a lot of weapons out there. You get a quarterback in there, you're going to be good to go. We got a lot of good receivers out there. I actually think the Bears is a pretty good destination as well. Again, because of the quarterback, Justin Fields, you got guys like Darnell Mooney, you got uh, David Montgomery out there. So there's some really good offensive pieces there. I would love to actually see Brian Dable go to Chicago. That would be kind of my dream landing spot for him. And I also like the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's a really good spot too. Um, look, you got Trevor Lawrence. Travis Etienne is going to be coming back. Visca Chenault, you, you got some good pieces there. I think the sky's the limit. You know, the, that division's still open with uh, Tennessee showing that they can't get it out of their own way. Houston's in purgatory. Indianapolis, who knows what the hell's going on there. So the Jacksonville job. And they have a ton of, ton of cap space, too. So yeah. they can add some talented players as well. That could be, you know, with good coaching, that could be a decently quick turnaround. I'm not going to say one year, but maybe like two years, you're starting to get competitive. So for me, as I tend to do a lot, I'm focusing on the quarterback position. Um, so for me, the worst is any team in the AFC because the talent at the quarterback position in the AFC and the young talent, it's going to be almost impossible to build a program up quickly. So yes, the Jags have Trevor Lawrence. I didn't see too much from him this year. Broncos do not have a quarterback. That's a bad job right now. The Dolphins have Tua. They do not have a quarterback. That's a bad job right now, except they do have a bit of a defense. Um, so there's, there's something they can do there. And they, you know, Waddle, who's pretty good. The Texans are a mess. Did he freeze? <laughs> I think he froze on us. I'm still here, right? All right, I'm back now. He's pixelating oh. his way back in. <laughs> Hello, I'm back. The Raiders' biggest problem is the fact that they're in Vegas now, which means it is distraction city. If yes. the Raiders hire anybody except Rich Bisakia, they're screwed. What he came in and did with a team that was in shambles and continued to shamble around him. Um. I think any team in the AFC is a bad job right now. So that's my my worst. My best, look, the Giants suck. 
The Giants are absolute dumpster shit fires. Yeah. Um, they're so bad. Yeah, they've got a running back, but he's hurt. They've got guys they drafted to play wide receiver, but they caught no touchdown passes. Um, the line is a joke. The defense is a joke. They just got rid of a GM. They let him go. We're tired instead of fire. And then they kept Joe. Jo- I mean, the Giants are bad. Um, and the Saints, as everybody mentioned, is it is a nightmare job. So for me, the best opportunity is the Vikings. I think Zimmer got screwed um, hard. And I think that the Vikings can win even next year. So it's just getting the right guy in place to capitalize on weapons that they already have. You think Zimmer um, got screwed, you said? I do. I think that if you're that close to the playoffs um, with Kirk Cousins as your quarterback, you're doing something. Yeah, but he it's it's the same thing every year. They're always that close to the playoffs. It's, it's consistently it's, it's consistently level. Sure, it's it's the Marvin Lewis effect. Yeah, and yeah. They they drafted Kellen Mond in the third round last year, oh, who oh, is oh, just oh. Kellen. Mond, and here's the thing: Kellen Mond has a strong arm, but he he that's it. He doesn't process well. He just kind of scrambles around. I didn't really like him at all when I scouted him. I was just like, this guy's he ain't it. You know who um, liked him was Chris Sims. Chris Sims also had Case Keenum ranked above Jalen Hurts. Case Keenum, who's not a starting quarterback in the NFL. Like, yeah. come on, dude. See, just get real. You even, know what I mean? Even Mike would have would have ranked Jalen Hurts higher than Chris Sims. Well, how can you have he was ranking backups ahead of a starting quarterback? And there were guys in there like maybe it's because he was a career backup and he just <laughs> you know he's yeah. too hot takey is his problem. Yeah, well that's 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 him and Mike Florio. Speaking of hot takes, we're going into the quick final segment. The Uleka Locks. It's time for the Uleka Locks of the week. Who's your lock? So there's two games. Ch- championship weekend, two games. So, did we? By the way, did we give you props, Johnny, for for stealing a victory in a pickums? What do you mean stealing? on air? Did we give you that? I don't think so. I didn't steal it. I I rightfully took it. Did you? Yeah. I'm my <laughs> my throne is being delivered, um, so I can uh, sit on my throne of the pickum winner of the year. Get a new toilet. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And chips and, and chips faces on the bottom of the toilet. It's kind of a it's kind of an aggressive flex. Yeah, man. I don't like, like that one, girl. I don't like that at all. Girl. I knew he was gonna do it. See? Just... Yeah. <laughs> I have something girl. to say, but your students listen sometimes. So. Yeah. Uh they're currently listening. That's who is commenting from YouTube. Um so I don't Who's even that? know if I can play the ending ending commercial. I'm pretty sure this is my student Mikey, so Hi, Mikey. I'll see you tomorrow in class. Go ahead, Mike. Say whatever you want. Mikey, you should be in bed. Mikey should be in bed. Yeah. Make sure your homework is done. And if it's not done... I don't give homework. I'm a good teacher. Because I'll say, if if his homework wasn't done, if his homework wasn't done, he can... uh, uh, I'm right. I knew it. I'll help him with his homework. You'll be a a wonderful C student. (laughs) No, but Mikey does have a test on Friday. So Mikey should be studying. Uh, Mike, say what you want. About my Ulek lock, I'm Cincy, Super Bowl bound. Let's go. 
Listen, you ain't getting extra credit for this, pal. Stop sucking up to Charles <laughs> up there, okay? Um, I think since he does it, there's just something about Burrow, man. He's got grit. He's got determination. Yeah. I mean, get credit to the Cincinnati Bengals for saying, we don't need to protect this guy. Let's just get him another wide receiver. And yet here they are, man. Winning playoff games. Joe Burrow out there doing interviews with women's glasses on. Just going out there, slinging that ball around. You got to love what you see out of the guy. What what he did in that game, getting hit as often and as hard as he did, was nothing short of a, a miracle. And it just goes to show you when we talk about a guy like like Jalen Hurts compared to a Joe Burrow, because we compare, we compare Joe Burrow wins games for his team. He throws them to a victory. Jalen Hurts wins games, but it's never based on arm strength. It's never based on accuracy. It's never based on throwing guys open. Joe Burrow is a great quarterback. Jalen Hurts is a great athlete. Let's also not forget, um, Joe Burrow is a lot bigger than Jalen Hurts. So I just, I wanted to see how tall he is here. So this article popped up. Bengals Joe Burrow says he was forced to call his own plays following headset malfunction and went over Titans. That's cool, man. That's old school football right there. So, but yeah, you know, he's a, he's a bigger guy. I think, what is Jalen Hurts? Is he like six? Is he six? Six one two twenty, I think. All right. So Burrow's six, four he's bigger. He can, you know, he's got a great arm on him, but he's got no line. So if I'm the Bengals and I see what I have in Burrow, I am spending the next three to five rounds of draft picks getting every single best lineman available. Well, they can um, say Nate Herbig. They wanted to. I mean, I would like to keep Herbig on the team just as a good um, auxiliary player. You know, he he did his job this season when he needed to. I agree. Uh, so the Bengals are rule bound. That's, that's the official pick? That is my pick. Okay. Johnny, you, do I have to go since you officially are the, the winner? Uh, yeah, I'm going in the same game. Um, I'll give me going with a statistic and I'm going to say, I'm going to take the over of 850 combined passing yards in that game. That might be just by one quarterback, man. <laughs> I'm not saying that I'm just saying combined. That is going to be a straight old school. And again, maybe not because it's going to be in Kansas city, but unlike you know, where you saw San Francisco going to Green Bay and struggling in the weather. Cincinnati is used to the weather. They're going to be okay. Hmm. So that's my pick. That's Taking the over. So for mine, I have – I'm going with the San Fran-LA game. I'm going to – Good. Go Glad one of us is. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say San Francisco gets their seventh straight win versus the Rams. They beat them, and it'll be the third game – this you know, I I just feel that if San Fran what they do best is they run the ball, uh-huh. and I think the Rams yes they have a very good very talented defense, but if they're able to run the ball and they're able to kind of control the game that way, they're going to be able to keep the game close, and I think they're going to be able to beat the Rams because I think that the offensive line of the Rams is their weak point. Um, I don't know how how healthy Andrew Whitworth is. I know Noteboom, uh, who was the backup, uh, he got hurt. I just think that 
the defensive line of San Francisco and their defense, Fred Warner and their defensive line, it's just their defense is playing at such a high level. Right. This, this this game is gonna come gonna come down in the end, and you know, Penn State's own Robbie Gould is gonna, who is perfect in the playoffs. He'll uh, make sure that they're Super Bowl bound. Can I have a? Can I just have one more lock? Sure. There's only two games. Lock it up. My my second lock for the championship weekend is Jackson Mahomes and Brittany Matthews oh, will piss the God. entire internet off yet again. I cannot stand these people. You, well, I did. Can you I, imagine I, what it's doing to Pat. I feel so bad for this guy. He probably just wants to tell his girl and his brother, can you guys just chill just a little bit so I can come out here and focus? See, Peanut knows what's up. Peanut gets he, he doesn't uh, need these distractions. Uh, Johnny, I think I know what I want my next shirt to be. What? Stop making stupid people famous. Thank you. Yeah. Too bad um, that Kansas State is going to win, and we're going to have to watch Jackson Mahomes twerk at uh, the Super Bowl. I th- yeah. So I'm going to do my official pick 'em show with the wife tomorrow, probably. But <sighs> I got San Fran KC. There you go. Oh, good! Another Super Bowl rematch. <laughs> Un- unfortunately, yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. Yeah, I. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I'm torn on the AFC game. I think that the Rams are going on the on the wet on the NFC side, um, by a lot. I think that they're very similar. And I'll say this again tomorrow night on the show that I'm doing with her. But very similar to way that it took a while for the Bucks to kind of get all the pieces going into place, and then they did, and they were unstoppable. That's what you saw with the Rams this year. It took a while to get all the pieces into place, and they've been unstoppable since then. So, unless they, unless they give up the big lead, like they almost well, yeah, and then they look beat up. All right, that's all I got tonight, my friends. We we did it over an hour. I don't think we were expecting to do all that, but it was a good show. It's a great show, friends. A lot to break down, though. So the other episodes in the uh, upcoming weeks and stuff, we're not going to have all that, depending. But. Uh, there is that. But again, we have our go. vault shows coming up too. So something to look forward to. Vault shows coming up, which we'll be interviewing uh, Eagles legends, which is going to be awesome. Uh, so make sure you're checking those out. Staying tuned. Make sure you're liking, subscribing, sharing all of our socials, social medias. Um, really trying to build up the YouTube following. So make sure you are definitely going there, liking, subscribing, sharing on that um, so that we can – it's tough to comment when do the feedback on Twitter since Twitter hates StreamYard. Um, so make sure that you're commenting on YouTube or Facebook. Uh, so real quick, sponsors. Stamey Games, fun free twist on fantasy sports. AATSportsNetwork.com slash shop. Make sure you're spot, uh, supporting your small favorite local podcasts. Hello. Uh, Symbol, the stock market for sports. Symbol.com. Use the promo code AATSports when you sign up. Lots of rain luxury watches. Use the code AATBIRDS at checkout for 10% off. Funkbrewing.com. And we have triple threat bets at triplethreatwagers.com. Mikey Earmuffs. Manscaped.com is partnered with AATBIRDS. Use the code AATBIRDS for 20% off and free shipping at checkout. Your balls will thank you. Okay, great. And anybody have anything else for the good of the order? That was really absurd knowing who is watching right now. Nope, we are good. Draft Kenny Pickett. Draft Kenny Pickett. Gentlemen, I need an executive decision here. Do I play the commercial knowing who's watching? 
You have to play the commercial. I have to play the commercial. We're sponsored. All right, guys. Here's the brand new commercial for Manscaped. Enjoy. I'm going to go hide in a shed somewhere. And it's Bye. Mr. S it's Roses are red. Violets are blue. Don't let a wild pube wreck you. Valentine's Day is just around the corner, and our sponsors at Manscaped are here for you with the best tools to get your balls ready for the special occasion. This V-Day, it's time to join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped, the leaders in below-the-waist grooming with our exclusive offer. Go to manscaped.com and use the code AATBIRDS for 20% off and free shipping. The holidays went by so quickly. Did you remember to take care of your package with the best tools for the job? The Performance Package 4.0 from Manscaped is just the thing every guy needs in their life to make each and every day just a little more special. The number one product in this package is the Lawnmower 4.0. This electric trimmer is designed to trim hair on loose skin. And get this, the trimmer's advanced skin-safe technology reduces cuts and nicks on your delicate balls. It even has a 4000K LED spotlight so you can shape anywhere your heart desires. Did I mention that it's waterproof too? I'd like to propose making February 13th a national holiday as National Shave Your Balls Day. Who's with me? I think this is one holiday that men and women can get behind. This package also includes the Weed Whacker, nose and ear hair trimmer to whack all the worst of your weeds. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts, their shed travel bag and anti-chafing boxer brief to keep your boys stored comfortably. To complete the perfect package for your package, are liquid formulations like Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner. Start your day off with a deodorant for your boys and then stay cool all day with toner to keep you feeling your best all day and night. These formulations will also have your balls smelling like a king on the big day. And don't forget to smell good not only around your balls but all over. Made with their signature scent, the Manscaped Refined Cologne will complement your collection with smell perfection. Manscaped created their products for a night just like this and will make your V-Day date say, wow, great set of balls you have there. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code AATBIRDS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code AATBIRDS. Join Cupid and shoot your arrow with Manscaped this Valentine's Day. Your balls and lady will thank you.